this crazy world we live in, when people use the word geek, it can create certain impressions. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream. Let's learn about the real people behind the stereotype. I'm your super dummy Paul. This is Geek. going on folks uh, my name is jonathan bell the extreme modest part of me wants to say that i don't know if you've never heard of me before which is pretty pretty uh reasonable thing to say i like to dress up as superman and a lot of other of my favorite comic book or superheroes um i'm an artist i'm a self-portrait photographer uh, digital artists as well. I travel around a lot. I've been van lifing for probably the last four, almost going on five years now. Uh, but yeah, Superman is 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 uh, my favorite superhero, and I kind of wanted to start cosplaying in the Man of Steel suit. So I've been doing that for quite some time now. You say you've been van lifing as well. I love this bit. It's what made you decide to sort of move out and just explore the world uh, i almost got into a car accident in 2016 this is going to be like a really long answer to that question so i went to like trade school for graphic design uh back in the early 2000s i love like i used to write a lot um taking photos things of that i really love photoshop and illustrator so i've been using those programs since like Photoshop seven, but when I got out of trade school to get like a, back then it was a degree, uh, a certificate in like desktop publishing, you know, <laughs> like way back in the day when I was like Cork Express still and PageMaker, like those software. So, um, but when I got out, I found that I didn't really want to do the same things that everybody else wanted, like the same logos or the same like pamphlet styles or this or that. So I gave up on that creative idea that I can make a living doing that because I didn't want to do the same type of stuff that everybody was making. So um, Superman still was my favorite superhero back then. Uh, I never got into wearing the suit that Christopher Reeves had mainly because I just didn't like how it looked. I didn't think it was like realistic enough, especially to like photograph myself in and things of that nature. So I never did that either. Um, 2010, I bought my first DSLR camera and I pretty much bought it so I could take my own photos to go with my Photoshop edits and like graphic design edits. And I quickly fell in love with photography. I started taking self portraits a lot when people started like flaking out on me to shoot them. So I, I turned the camera on myself and started doing things on my own. Uh, 2012, I got a job working for a railroad company that took all of my time. So for anybody that works in transportation, transportation industry, whether you're like over the road or um, work for an airline or the rails, you know, you're always away traveling and doing a lot of things, or you're just always at work because the transportation industry just never stops so i was quickly finding out that i didn't really love what i did even though i got paid a lot of money to do it 
And so, in two, so I did that for four years and every single year I knew like, look, the for, for instance, the first year that I worked, I made about a hundred grand, but I didn't have a life that year. Like I had no free time. I was always at work and I didn't have time to be like creative at all. So in 2016, I was on my way to a date and I spun out on the freeway. I did like a 180 on a freeway and stopping in, in, uh, rush hour traffic and didn't hit anything. I didn't hit another car. I didn't hit the median. Um, so I was, that was kind of like my wake up call, I guess you could say. So that happened in August of 2016. Uh, my lease was up in my apartment in November. So I had, uh, about three months I decided to, to quit my job, buy a van, and travel to the Pacific Northwest and try to find like a man of still cosplay to, to do what I wanted to do, which was try to find a career or try to find a way to like make money being creative and living life on my own terms. So that's what started the whole van life thing. And you folks can't see this, but I'm actually talking right now in a hotel room, not in a van. Um, and that is because a couple of years ago, I got back into railroading, but this time on my own terms, I had no idea that if you've heard of traveling nurses, uh, right? So there's actually also traveling railroad conductors when there are short line railroads or railroads that need like temporary conductors. So they hire people, they go to these agencies where they have, they hire experienced workers. So I was like, you know what? That works pretty well for me too. So I lived in Seattle in my van for about a year and a half and well in two vans, one broke down and <laughs> I had to buy another one. Um, but when I got kind of tired of living in the van and wanted like to make more money, buy new cosplays, pay off debt, because, you know, I just went from like making all that money to getting a job, washing dishes in a retirement home. So I could have more time to travel around and like do all the creative stuff I wanted to do. So there was that trade-off. But after a year and a half, I'm like, I want to get out of debt. I want to get a new camera, a new computer, new cosplays, this, this, and that. So I updated my resume because I had took all that stuff off. Because when I got that job washing dishes, the chef at the restaurant literally, like, literally looked at my resume and was like, you just were working as a train conductor. Now you want to wash dishes? Like, what is it? And I was just like, hey, you know what? Don't ask, please. So then I, so then I quickly just took everything off of that, you know? Um, so I, so I updated all my stuff and the next day I get a call like, Hey, we have this opportunity in Montana for like a year and a half. And I loved it. And ever since then, that was like two, 2018. So for the last three years, I've been doing different contracts around the country, living in the living in hotels for the duration that they pay for. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm either crashing at friend's house or I still have my van it's starting to get to me just a little bit about a permanent spot. I love thrifting and I love like clothes and shopping and cosplays and stuff. Right. But I have nowhere to put. <laughs> so I have one storage in Seattle and I literally just got another storage here in Pennsylvania that is pretty much full of stuff. So now I have stuff on the opposite ends of the country and I still like, trying really hard not to buy stuff, but I love like 
you know, I, like I said, I do like, I try to do a lot of creative photography and photography shoots and edits and stuff, but a lot of stuff I like to use like real stuff, which is why I, one of the reasons why I love thrifting, I love like finding different clothes or finding different odds and end things that I could take photos with. However, all these like odds and end things add up in space. And I don't really like throwing stuff out all the time. You know, like I just, I literally at work, it's, um, I found this old monitor in a hallway and it was one of those like 1996, you know, PC, big clunky monitors, like a PC monitor. And I'm like, Oh, I could use this for some creative stuff, but now it's just sitting in my room. And whenever I leave this contract, I'm going to have this big monitor that I want to put somewhere or throw it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's stuff like that. So in that aspect, it's like, it would be nice to have a place again to keep everything instead of just paying for storages or like lugging around all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm currently like in, you know, Linden, New Jersey, which is 13 miles away from New York city. And I'm here in a hotel for free working here. So that's like the trade-off, you know what I mean? I got here three months ago and I'm still trying to figure out what I could do here. I mean, I've gone to the city pretty much every weekend when I'm not working. However, I grew up in Los Angeles. And when I when I quit that job that I almost got on a, in a car wreck and I was in Texas. And now I'm on the East Coast. So this would be like my really full winter, first winter out in like New Jersey, New York area. So I'm really, really hoping it's mild. <laughs> Because I I got over here in September 1st and like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And fall was great. It wasn't that hot. It wasn't too cold. And it was 29 degrees yesterday. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do any of this stuff right now. But like there have been cold days when I was in Seattle with my Superman suit, where I literally remember putting on three layers of thermals. And I look back at a lot of these pictures. I never saw the light of day because, you know, you learn from your experience my eyes would be watering from being cold. My, uh, I'd have like snot out of hanging out of my nose, you know, like it was really odd. Like, even if I were to Photoshop that stuff out, it was really obvious that I was cold. Right. So now I have like an astronaut suit where you can't see my face and all this stuff. Like, so kind of learning as it's going, but I'm definitely not. It's a, it's a whole different ball game out here with this cold that like eats your tears soul. <laughs> I think I'm kind of like an ambivert, which is like, I just learned this term because I I'm outgoing a lot too. Like I like being around crowds, you know, I obviously like I wear all these cosplays and stuff and I'm out in public interacting with people. So I'm not like shy in that aspect. However, at the same time, I'm very comfortable with being alone and by myself and not wanting to have to like deal with people which is another thing too. I mean, you live on a road, you're by yourself a lot of the time. So you've got to be comfortable with yourself by yourself because it could get pretty lonely. And it does get lonely sometimes, but not to say I'm not comfortable with being alone, you know? So in that aspect, I guess I really, um, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a big mix between both. Like um, I went to, I went to New York comic-con this year. And I wore like a Hancock cosplay that nobody recognized me in, right? So like, it, it was literally like me just going around wearing normal clothes. And then so, but then I wore to Anime NYC, which I went to this year, I wore my Superman suit there. <laughs> so, so it was like, so it's like, it, it's two different things. I like going to conventions to like, 
you know, look at stuff myself and geek out and see the artist alley and things of that nature. But then when I'm ready, I'm like, I want to put on a suit and have the attention and I want people to take photos and do this and that and, you know, be Superman in it. So it's one of, it's like, it's just kind of both, both of those. So it's like, um, you know, having a plan for, do I want to take pictures with strangers all day, which is fun. Or do I want to have a, one day to like do the con and, and wear like normal clothes. Cause also you have, um, you have some other big interests, which you share with the world. Um, your music as well. Uh, your YouTube is, Oh yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, I mean, I could just sit there and chill out to that all day. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I took piano lessons when I was, 13 and i kind of traded that in for like a computer keyboard but every now and then i'll either like try to get some stuff going and i love listening to music too i think that's one of my biggest but listening to music and watching movies i would have to say are are two of my favorite pastimes to do um all because they influence a lot of the stuff that i make and I would have to say music is my number one, my number one source of inspiration for my like photography or my art, because I love hearing a song that resonates with you so much. And I love trying to illustrate how it feels to me. So like with different lyrics or if I'm hearing something and something like really catches, then all of a sudden I'm like, I want to try to make a picture or tell a story of how I feel when I listen to this song. And then like movies are the same way. Um, it's just like, you know how people, they, they don't have like inspiration or you get dry of inspiration. And that happens to me, like it happens to everybody all the time. But I try to keep myself like constantly putting a bunch of random stuff in. So one day, like a random idea just pops out of nowhere, you know? So like, we all have our favorite like musicians. We all have our favorite artists. We all have our favorite movies. And it could be really, really hard to pull yourself out of listening to the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so I try to make it a point to like listen to new artists every week or watch a new TV show or something every week, just so I could see how other people do things, see how other people like to illustrate the stories in their head. Because I also get inspiration for that too. I mean, Museums and stuff were closed last year and a lot of stuff was closed, but I also like trying to go to a museum every month or like do something to continually put stuff into my brain. So, you know, like you're in a shower one day, and you're just thinking like, oh, shoot, I could do this or this is a good idea or this is or something like that, you know? So it's uh, that's those are a lot of other pastimes that I really like doing, too, as well. And I'm really good at Call of Duty. I play that all the time. <laughs> I wish I, I mean, like I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, like half an hour ago when she was asking me where I was at on Dexter and I never watched that show Dexter before. Cause growing up, I never had, um, cable or even like, even in, I had to check that when that came out in 2006, even back then I didn't have it, you know, and all these streaming services weren't available. Well, by the time I got all these streaming services, there's all this new stuff to watch. Right. So now I'm like kind of on this kick going back to all these old shows that are like really good to start like Dexter for one. Cause she's like, yo, you should watch Dexter. You really like that show you. And I do. 
And she's like, you will like that if you like that narrative. So now I'm trying to, you know, go back and watch all this different stuff to see just how different stuff has changed since like, even that was 2006, you know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty trippy to watch all that stuff that HBO was like top of their game on things. And now you look at all the stuff and it looks like it was made so long ago, but it was like early 2000s. <laughs> and it doesn't help either. Like, especially on Instagram and social media, you look at these accounts of like pictures and stuff from the 2000s and the 90s. And that it's like, I, I swear people are putting grains and filters on these images to make them look older than they are. Because I'm like, I don't, I have, it, it did not look like that when I was watching it, you know? Don't do that to me. <laughs> So talking about looking back then, um, so what is your journey? Do you remember sort of the first time that you were influenced by pop culture? Uh, that would have to, I don't know. Like I've, I've always, let's see, Superman. So I remember like Dean Kane, The Adventures of, uh, you know, Superman, Lois and Clark. That show I had to watch like every freaking week when that came on. I, I was, uh, that was that was something. And then comic books. I used to try to collect comic books as a kid. Um, Superman show with, uh, well, the new adventures of Superman, the cartoon show. That was, that was a big, big one for me too, growing up, which made me really love that character also. But I think mainly it was just a lot of cartoons. I used to wake up, you know, we all wake up on Saturdays with our blankets and, and eating cereal and shit. So uh, that was a really big part of it too and movies and uh yeah i pop culture i don't really remember when i started liking it but i it was from a, a child i was just really got into it and then i started like filling up composition notebooks of just like different stories i would try to write out my day as like a different like a story and i would just fill up all these composition books just practicing writing um, and I used to draw like different superhero outfits as a kid and, and all these different ways. And, and then, I don't know, when I was, when Photoshop came out, like my dad got a computer for me cause he could see I was going in that direction. So I started like teaching myself Photoshop and illustrator and doing all that stuff. I, we just had to have the, you know, AOL and messenger when that came out and, um, you know, I was really into all that stuff, had to have the first iPhone, had to have a razor, had to do this, had to do that. Um, uh, cause I was really into technology and wanting to see where it goes. I mean, I'm still like that. I can't afford it now, but I still, I still, still I still want to have like all the new cool stuff because technology just fascinates me still. My best friend and I, he was a big, he still is a big Star Wars, Star Wars nerd. So we would, uh, I think the first time I ever saw Star Wars was was at his house as a kid growing up. And then we would like take our bikes to go to the comic book store and get stuff. And, you know, just typical kid stuff like that. Not really play basketball or sports at all. Or a lot. It's more like watching Indiana Jones and Back to the Future and Star Wars and <laughs> going to the comic book store. Pokemon came out. We we actually collected Pokemon cards. We had Pogs, you know, just stuff like that. The dang Pogs. I forgot all about those. <laughs> yeah. I remember like McDonald's too. They came out with all those slammers and 
they did like it was so much stuff taco bell had their different slammers and stuff too like wow mm. good times it sounds like because a lot of the times people will have i don't know an uncle or their dad or someone who was the real driving influence in their you know they're starting with comic books or geek culture but it sounds like you were just immersed in it from the beginning yeah i just kind of yeah i don't know what made me gravitate toward it a lot i really liked um and we also like growing up we were raised really christian so we a lot of stuff was like considered secular so we watched a lot of like disney movies a lot so now thanks to that i still like half talk and half sing <laughs> I, I like musicals i like musicals a lot um i really like video games because when i was a kid i showed a lot of interest in those and instead of being discouraged like when i had we had an atari and pitfall and mario and my parents and my siblings like once a night uh, once a week we would one night once a week we'd watch me play video games to see how far i can make it through pitfall or um like super mario so that always like push like that was just something i did because i love video games and on top of that i really like puzzles so my parents like whenever i would get these like five hundred thousand piece puzzles they would the couple times they got like a, a fake trophy for me like a trophy that had like oh here you go you you did this puzzle type thing you know so they were really good at influencing me. I mean, not maybe not influencing, but not stifling all the stuff that I wanted to do. Like I, I, I was probably like 10 or 11 when I showed an interest in like tents and wanting to camping and like all that type of stuff. Right. So I got a tent for my birthday and we lived in a two bedroom, like tiny apartment. And the, the tent like dang near took up the whole living room for the most part, but every weekend for two days they let me sleep in a tent in in the living room like pitch my own tent sleep it up you know set it up now i don't even know how big that tent would be if i ever saw it you know to scale how i am but that's the type of parents they were so now like years later here i am traveling around living from the road and stuff and i don't i think it's because they they still like like they never really stifled that stuff or told me like oh you know you shouldn't do this or that or da 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 they never were like that. So everything kind of that I showed, like I said, I took piano lessons. I wanted to start learning how to do that. And my parents paid for piano lessons for me and bought it like a keyboard from a garage sale. And we, you know, then all of a sudden it was computers, but I, I never lost that sense of melody and wanting to like learn how to do things, you know? Would it be fair to say like all the in you show a lot of interests and hobbies? But would it be fair to say that even that is only sort of scratching the surface of the things that you've tried over the years? Probably. Yeah. I mean, like, I honestly, well, you know, like when you when you're doing things, you don't really realize just how much of things that you're you're doing, you know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so true. It's, it's not until like I it's not until I have to stop and think about like all the different things that I that I know how to do like you like you say in the like the youtube stuff or like the music like for one like okay so take take it taking all that down there's the the cosplay there's a traveling there's like you know having your wits about you while traveling there's there's um 
you know, learning how to take photos of yourself. There's the editing. And then going to the whole other spectrum of like taking and editing video footage of yourself and like Premiere or like, you know, Final Cut, stuff like that. There's making music. There's there's lighting. There's trying to make stuff look like kind of cinema, cinematic. There's, yeah, I don't know. There's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, dang. There is some like I I that's that question like I always I I don't really think about how much stuff I'm doing while I'm actually doing it, you know, and it's not until somebody has to like point it out to me that I'm like, oh shoot, yeah, I guess so. That is I I did do that. So it always that type of question always kind of stumps me. <laughs> you know. Well, you know what I think it is, honestly, and I think it's to sum it up. I like telling stories a lot and I really like illustrating how I feel. So um, all the little things that I do or try to learn how to do is, is mainly to, to, to get out what I'm feeling at a time. So I don't really, I haven't gotten to the point yet where I like to try to rely on other people to help me out with this. So this is why I usually do everything myself, you know, like the YouTube aspect of it. And, and also a lot of it too is for practice because eventually it would be nice to like, you know, take things up a notch, like production level wise, you know, like there's a difference between knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're doing, like how to shoot video cinematically or how to record better audio and how to do this and that, you know? So when you first start out, you don't know any of that stuff, but you keep making videos, you keep doing things in there, keep watching tutorials, keep learning stuff. Like just, it wasn't until like, I have way over 500 videos on YouTube, but it wasn't until a month ago that I learned about like shooting from the, from the unlit side of your face and like the different catch lights and how things look on you when you're shooting like cinematic lighting. And that's only because I'm like, hey, how can I make these videos look better? And then I typed it in and I watched like a bunch of YouTube videos on stuff and did some research and then started practicing while I'm doing that, so I could, you know, so that one idea I had, which I do have an idea to shoot a music video to a song that I really like to try to illustrate how I feel. It was like my number one Spotify playlist song that I listened to 237 times last year. <laughs> but I, like, it's a song that I like so much and I want to make like a video how I feel about it. So all these different types of stuff that I'm doing it's mainly practice for when I do like one thing that I want to do, you know what I mean? And like the cosplay too, like that whole thing, I, I know I don't look like Henry Cavill or any, any one of those people, you know, and I love, like, like I said, like clothes and dressing up. And before it was even cosplay and stuff, it was really had, I was really into like, by chemical romance and there was a time where i wore like eyeliner and stuff and just being yourself you know and so being okay wearing the superman clothing out is also my way of like hoping people that are into cosplay or not even if it's cosplay or not but just like wanting to accept that they like things without getting made fun of it's my way of saying like hey i'm me i look this way i'm still gonna wear this suit I know people are going to give me, you know, flack about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's another reason why um, I, 
I cosplay also just for myself because I like how I feel. Like when I put on that suit, I stand up a little bit taller. My shoulders go a little bit back more. You know, I love how I feel when I wear clothes, when I wear cosplays, when I'm doing things that I love to do. And so I would like to hope that I could inspire other people to do the same by doing what I want to do also. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not fuck bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. All work and no play makes for a dull way to live, don't you agree? Join me, Adam Ray, and a very special guest each week on The Hostile Takeover, where they and I discuss their favourite game, PC, console, board game or tabletop, whatever they decide, what we will talk about. Let gaming be the way forward. Working's too much. It's time for a Hostile Takeover, coming soon to a podcast feed near you. Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. Obviously, you've got your, your podcast as well, your daily message. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I think kind of sums it up, the, the positivity that you try and put out in the world. Well, thanks. I, uh, yeah, no, there's a, there are a lot of, you just never know what people, you know what I mean? And I know that there are people that can't or like are, are, they don't want to say how they really are feeling or, you know, like people want to ask or I don't know what I'm trying to say right now, but I think I'm trying to say is you just never know what, what people are going through, you know, and I want to be, I want to be like, I do. I want to be like a light to people, you know, I want to live up to like my mother named me Jonathan because it means like a gift, you know, for the most part. So I want to, to be like an inspiration and a gift to people, even if it means like, you know, that, that message a day thing, that is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I wanted to quit doing that. Cause I'm like, dang, I got to get up early to do this. And, 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 but seriously, every single time I feel like I don't want to do that anymore. I'll get some random email from somebody going on my website and putting in an email and just like telling me thanks from a complete stranger i have no idea about it even like don't even know people listen to this podcast really or and i'll just get like you know i really appreciate you this this every day and i'm like dang it right when i was about to quit now i gotta keep doing it too <laughs> but that just like that's proving my own point to myself is you never know, you know, you just never know who listens to, to things and, and, uh, like who could, you know, be inspired from listening to this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just a whole, it's trying to be trying to get people to live the life they want. Cause I, like I told you everything about my parents, right. And this is why, and this is another thing, like I try to be so supportive with people or friends or even strangers, because I realize, especially now with social media and you could like see a lot of people's lives all the time and how they've grown up or people are being more open. Like a lot of people didn't grow up the way I did, you know, they didn't grow up with parents that are like pushing them to expand all their interests. They, a lot of people, you know, that. I, my, when I told my family that I wanted to quit that job and, and, 
you know, get a Superman suit and live in a van. They didn't give me any crap at all, like none. They were very supportive. When I left California to move to Texas to do that job, they were very supportive. You know, they they've always support even if I've done things that they didn't agree with or didn't like, but they never like, you know, had a falling out about it or or like, I'm not going to talk to you until you change your mind type of deal. They let me live my life. And then if it didn't work out, they never like, you know, I told you so this, they just let me try it out. And I realized that there are a lot of people that, that don't have that, you know, they don't have the support from, from parents or loved ones or somebody to say like, Hey, you can do it. Or, Hey, you know, if you want to cosplay this or that, you should do it anyway. It's going to be great. It'll help you make you feel better people like or even with hobbies like i want to play the piano like, why would you want to do that you're not going to make any money from that you know and so that's why i also want to be that kind of like hey you know if you're not getting this from the people that you would or at least i would hope for you to get this from let you know a complete stranger be like hey you should you know like try to encourage or motivate you to do it too because i don't think we get enough of that in in this world at all, especially from people that you would think would support you the, the most. You know what I mean? Do you think that's why Superman connects with you so much is because of that, you know, he does have that message of positivity. Yeah, I would, I would probably like to think so too. Like if I were to ever like go to a therapist and have this like deep down, that would probably be it. Like it's a larger than life attitude telling you that you could be the best you could be right so that's kind of like what i'm trying to encompass there as well so yeah that makes sense yeah i think that's right on the head there (laughs) (laughs) but it does come across in everything you do even um even the youtube which isn't directly about that but it's just the whole vibe of the way that you create all the videos and just the positive feelings that you put through in every single one of them. Uh, There's a moment in every single video where you're listening to the music and then you find the bit where it really starts to hit you and you just see the giant smile come across your face. I'm like, yeah, okay, done. That's all I need for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. But yeah, see, but I appreciate that. Also, people don't realize too like that's that's work too and this is something i don't think i've ever said out loud to anybody so i'm telling you this but like i do i like synthwave music a lot right and i already went over the whole bit about wanting to like practice my filming myself so i was like i need to pick i need to pick something that i could consistently do that i like to practice to start doing which is like the whole synthwave music however you know music is one of the most i think if not like it's like one of the epitomes of um subjective so everybody's not gonna like everything i certainly don't love everything i listen to and i was i'm, I'm saying is though with the whole like positivity thing like i want people that you know they could go on YouTube and type in anything they want to and hear a bunch of people break, break apart songs or like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Da, 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 this sucks. So I'm like, why would I want to show that at all? I don't want to show that. I, like, 
being an artist, you're an artist. You don't want to like, why would I take my time to only uh, like pick apart stuff if I don't like it? I just rather not show it. So there are songs that I've listened to that I'm like, you know, this isn't for me. But instead of like saying this isn't for me, I just won't post a video, <laughs> you know? So like, and that's kind of what I'm doing by curating what I like. I want people to come to my channel and like feel good about stuff. Like I want the artists that are on there like, hey, this guy likes my stuff, you know, or people like, oh, this is good. This I don't want people to go like, oh, what's he like? Is he doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. Da, 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 da. And there's been people trying to ask me like I had one guy ask me like he's like, man, all we see is stuff that you do like. What don't you like? And I went and like he said that and I just like this whole <laughs> this whole like this whole dang uh letter dang near of like pretty much what i just said to you and I'll, and then i had to like think about it, like hey, i really answered that guy but but the long story short like you know people could pick they could do that if they wanted to i don't want to talk about stuff i don't like you know i don't want to hear people say like i don't like that i don't like stuff that i do I know my stuff isn't for everybody, but we all know how people are too. Like just like it's gotten to the point sometimes where people just they don't even it's not that they don't like stuff, they just want to pile on because it's the internet thing to do. You know what I mean? So like I don't even want to be a part of that whole thing either. Cause you know it just it kind of snow snowballs. So you know, so I just I don't want to I don't want to be part of that culture at all. If, if I like a song or if I listen, like, like I said, there have been some times where I'll put on a song and halfway through, I'll just stop recording and change it because I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. I don't want to put it out there because I want people to come and like see the stuff that I enjoy. And then that way they could maybe enjoy it, too. You know, I mean, there's some stuff that is like, OK, this is really really not for me but for somebody else could be really really for them but also it's just like you know i and that's also why i try to find even if there's stuff that i'm like ah do i like this not nah, it's not my favorite like you can tell like there's some songs that i like love and then some songs like yeah that was good but i always try to find like something positive to say about it instead of just like huh you know because <laughs> It was it's it's a piece of them. This is how they illustrated how they felt or what they want to do. So, you know, who am I in all of my amazing goodness of what I've done? Be like, I don't like it. You know, like, yeah, no, like there's plenty of people that get lots of thousands of millions of views for bashing stuff. I don't want to be a part of that. I mean, I kind of think this has always been an issue with people, but now there's just more avenues to say stuff. Because, um, you know, people want to appear like popular. People want to, people like to try to like get a razz or be funny or like just, I think also mainly just talk without thinking a lot of times too. They just see something and they near, they knee jerk a comment and think they don't have to, deal with it anymore you know like honestly people don't 
I think a lot of people don't think of before they talk, especially people that aren't like artists at all. It's like one of my firm beliefs that everybody growing up should have a job working in retail at least once, you know, like stuff like that. And like artists, you know, like people that aren't artists, they just go off and say stuff. I mean, everybody, you know, has their own opinion on things. But yeah, I think that is a big deal today. And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I think for that logic, you just kind of have to know why you're doing things. Cause this is something that I always try to tell people too, that ask like, Oh, what advice would you have if I want to start cosplaying or this and this and that? I'm like, well, if you're doing it cause you want to make money and be popular, that's great. Know why you're doing it. If you're doing it because you want to, as you really love to cosplay and you want to like try to emulate a character and da, da, that's great. Like no matter what the reason is, if you don't lie to yourself about it, great because you're going to get tested as to why you want to keep doing it you know if you're putting on this front in front of all of your social media like oh i'm just doing this for fun but you're secretly like you know trying to you know like be an influencer or stuff like that and you don't want to tell anybody then all like if you start getting all this negative stuff then then people are going to be like why are you getting mad if you don't care you know so and then you're going to start getting mad because you're not like gaining the traction or things that you want to do so uh, that's all that's all as i say and plus like you know people are always going to be this way people and unfortunately like i said people just they need your things and then they think about sometimes they'll think about what they said and take it back or sometimes they just double down on it but initially like those first responses that they just they they get you and then like you don't realize how much at a time you get throughout the day so you just got to really know why you want to do something i'm curious growing up talking about sort of the the reactions people have um when you were growing up did people sort of react in particular ways because of your interests like obviously you had your best friend you had a supportive family but sort of your wider circle people at school maybe no, uh, mainly because one, I was homeschooled my whole life, and I really two, I grew up. Yep, and two, I grew up in Los Angeles, so like, you know, it's the whole melting pot thing over there. I, I, I don't know what would have happened if I grew up in like a rural town or something, or like middle of nowhere, USA. But growing up in you know sunny Los Angeles, <laughs> it's it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, like people don't bat an eye on people that like different things over there, like not in the slightest. So, um, and it's always funny too. Like when I travel around and bring my suit, you could always tell like, like here in New York, people don't give it. They don't look, they don't look at you twice. I was walking around that astronaut suit half the day. People wanted to come take photos and stuff, but a majority of the time, like, you know, they're like, Oh, we see people do stuff all the time here. Cause it's New York city. You know, I do the same thing somewhere and like, pennsylvania or middle of nowhere somewhere and, and you know it's a whole like this guy what is he doing it's the same thing like with the superman suit if i was traveling around back going to small towns it was always a whole different ball game from from you know going to like a larger city where people are just used to that type of stuff so i grew up in a city where people were just used to being themselves so it's like you know that's why people would move to california or move to los angeles i was always like in all the jobs that i've had I lived in Hollywood for like three years and I think I was like one of two people that worked at the restaurant I worked at that were 
from Los Angeles, you know, like everybody else moved there to, to, to be something. So I never, I never did get any, any, um, flack about stuff like that. But that just goes back to what I say. Like a lot of people didn't grow up like me. They grew up where places where they get bullied for stuff like that, or they would, you know, like I said, I was homeschooled. I have three siblings. I didn't get bullied by stuff like that. I didn't go to school. I didn't, I don't know what it's like to, to dress or act a certain way and get made fun of it for. Maybe that's why I have this attitude about me now, but it's also why I want to like, you know, inspire people to, or tell, or, you know, be a light to people that want to do stuff their own way that haven't gotten that encouragement growing up or even until now. Obviously we're in an age now where superhero culture is a bit more mainstream, but we're also in an age where you can't hide. Even if you grow up in an area, which may be more accepting, we are so connected. We're so switched on these days. You cannot hide from the people who will attack you for what you like. Right. Given the two balances, do you think it's better or worse now than it was when you were growing up? Uh, I think it's worse, but only worse because people can share what they're thinking more now, you know? So like even, even like back then I didn't go to school, but back then it would be your classroom, right? And then it went from the classroom to to AOL Instant Messenger, to MySpace, to Facebook, to Instagram, and even not that long ago, then Snapchat, right? And people were getting bullied on Snapchat and stuff like that. So, like, it's getting worse now, but I only say worse because people, there's more opportunities for people to show their true colors is what I'm getting at. And now even with TikTok is the most popular, like one of the most popular apps now in the world. And, you know, thousands of people comment on videos every day just trying to throw in their two cents or trying to get somebody to just look at what they're saying so just say whatever they want hoping that their comment will get some some attention without even thinking about like the repercussions or ramifications of what they say they just want to feel seen and heard and will say whatever they want so yes it's gotten worse because they're there are a lot more avenues for people to to do that type of stuff too. So I think like it all comes with you at the same time. If you think about it, like if you do something and thousands of people look at it every day, a lot of people are more subjective to say what they don't like as opposed to say what they do like anyway, you know? And you get that from if you post a photo on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, that's only five, right? And but you get like five people from all those apps. Now you now you open your app and you see 25 negative comments on one thing that you did. And that's like at the very minimum kind of not in, depending on how many followers you have or stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like you got to really, really know why you want to do this type of stuff or like what you do. I don't want to say tolerate it because you shouldn't have to, but it's like part of being an artist also, or, you know, or entertainer, but back, back in, I guess when I lived and worked in Hollywood, 
people are still going to Hollywood to do all that stuff. But now we're seeing like times are changing now. Now you could you could get a random email from somebody because you have a large TikTok group and you don't have to go to California. You don't have to like fly out over there to try to be something anymore. Now, if you wanted to be like, or even before TikTok, YouTube, you know what I mean? So you you don't, now that whole thing is changing because a lot more eyes are on you as opposed to like, it's only set amount of people in one space. And I'm only like saying the negative stuff now, but of course there's all the good stuff. There's all like the opening up your phone and seeing tons of compliments and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's, I guess you just have to really be, um, just kind of know in your heart, what's why you want to do it. And I take everything with like, you know, the whole grain of salt thing. I could open up one thing and see somebody say they hate this. And then the very next time will be like, I love it. So it's like, what do you do? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's always like, I, that's why I'm like, I, I like to make stuff for how I, that's why I was like said at the very beginning, I like to make stuff to illustrate how I feel. Some people will not like it. Some people will like it. And it gets them. I'm, I'm saying all this stuff, like it doesn't bother me, but sometimes like it gets on my nerves. It, it does get on my nerves sometimes. Um, and I feel always bad for that one person that where that sometimes like gets let all out <laughs> that one person, you know, because <laughs> that does have, that has happened before too. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's something that I'm still trying to work on also and just have more of like empathy for when people say stuff. Sometimes people just make comments and I'm like, my first instinct is to give them some like, snide sarcastic or rude comic back about like why would you say that but then i try to think the time i try to like maybe they like who knows why they said what they said so i'll just like say something asking to like why would you say that as an effect and then then they would answer back like oh you know i apologize or oh i did but i'm like why would like if you would have just took the time to think about what you're saying you wouldn't have to backpedal with that you know what i mean but people are so comfortable just spewing whatever they want and expecting either somebody to not to to react to it or see it or to like try to pick a fight you know and it's not until you actually try to have a conversation with some of these they're just like oh you know i apologize i thought about it and you know what i mean it's like well so and that is just it's always like that's why i try to stay neutral to all the good stuff and all the bad stuff. The good stuff obviously feels good. The bad stuff gets on my nerves. But I try to let both sides of it still be neutral to me so that way I could keep doing what I love and not having it influence either way. One of, one of the things that I love the most, like feeling-wise, I love being somewhere new for the first time. And that's I think that's one of the reasons why I love traveling. I love like this is like even yesterday I went I took the subway to try to go to a concert in Brooklyn and miraculously I didn't take the wrong subway but this is only because I've taken the wrong subway now a lot but even though it should annoy me it's like one of those okay I'm in a new spot I'm figuring it out I gotta like I like that feeling of trying to like find where to go like I even went I've been to London now three times and getting lost like on the underground and taking the wrong things and which direction you know i think it'd be like 
ah, I can't, but it's like, okay, it's fun. It's challenging. It's trying to figure out something new, you know? So um, that's one of the things that I really do love about traveling. So now when it comes to hobbies, it's, it's, um, you know, capturing that, those moments on, on camera or like taking photos or, I also like love to eat different foods and like traveling to different places, trying different foods and stuff like that. So, um, and then on top of that, it's all the scenic stuff in the photos while I'm wearing my cosplays, you know, and we're like driving around looking for location shoots and things of that nature, all these different places. So being able to travel and do these hobbies is like essentially how I wanted to live in the first place. Cause I, going somewhere new for the first time, figuring out how and where, when I'm going to take photos, what I'm going to dress up as. Like now it's, like I said, 29, 30 degrees, not going to wear a Superman now. I have this astronaut suit to do. How am I going to take photos in this astronaut suit in New York City? So it's like a big puzzle challenging like of a game for me to play that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, I guess it's taking out of it the things that you enjoy. And ignoring the other stuff yeah and the other stuff would be um you know i still now i still have to go to work so it's like at work and then i get off work and then i don't want to do anything or i want to like you know sit and watch netflix or day or if i want to um or if i trying to rush to fix this cosplay or something breaks or if i you know just little hindrances here and there and then I have to think about it like, oh, well, well, for example, my alternator died two weeks ago, riding about to get into like the Lincoln Tunnel here, which would have been like horrible if that happened. <laughs> you know, this year alone, I've had to use my AAA card three or four times. Um, you know, that van, I've had to I put way more money into it now than I've paid for the thing. So stuff like that, you know, like driving somewhere and then all of a sudden you hear noises or something happens and i'm like oh that stuff like car problems and stuff like that i hate but the alternative to that is you know like i know i'm still going to be okay i'm I, if my car dies on the side of the road because of alternator i could get it towed somewhere and that was not a fun day that was like that was i went to anime nyc i was there i drove there so i could change in my car um so I, drew, I went there, got to NME and went to see it like six in the morning. Saw the sunrise up in New York. It was a great morning, nice time. Walked down the High Line, met up with some friends, went to the whole con, um, dressed up as Superman, met a lot of people I did for the first time. After the con, uh, we went out, had some drinks, da 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 da. A few more hours passed. I got to my car, turned it on. And I see the battery just slowly start draining. Um, and by the time it fully stopped, I was about to get on a tunnel. So I was like, you know what? I probably should pull over and not finish with this. So I pulled over. The battery died. Tried to start it. It died. Um, called for a jump. Uh, they jumped it. Didn't work. It's probably an alternator. So I'm like, great. I had the van for four years now almost. And I don't think they've ever had the alternator changed or not recently. So then I had to wait. This was like at 10 o'clock. So then I had to wait there um, for a tow truck driver to come. And they didn't get there until like one in the morning. So then I had to 
finally get back to where I am here a couple hundred dollars later and then go to work the next day at like eight in the morning. So like that type of stuff, it's a little bit frustrating living on the road, trying to figure all that stuff out, you know, because you, you don't know, like beforehand, I, if I wanted to take, sh- I had to get a gym membership just to, to take showers, you know, or I couldn't eat past a certain amount of time because I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night to go have to use a bathroom or it's like, you know, different things here and now it's like a challenge to get used to well that stuff is like a challenge like your car breaking down is the whole other thing um oh here's another good thing so like well not good thing but another story the very first van that i bought i bought for like 800 bucks because it was so spur of the moment i drove it from texas to seattle and four months later it blew a head gasket and the head gasket would have cost three thousand dollars to fix so luckily i I drove the van to a parking garage um, right behind where I was washing dishes. I lived in my van anyway, but I parked it in a parking garage and I worked, I lived in that parking garage in the van. Uh, I would wash dishes in the daytime and then I got a second job at Lucky Strike to try to get more money quicker to buy another van. So for almost two months my my so this is another thing so my very first summer right in seattle i'm gonna like get my superman suit i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna take all these photos i'm gonna be mr cool and do all the stuff that i want to do i ordered my superman suit i didn't get it for eight months so that was one thing that was like it was supposed to get in in two months that really tested my patience on that whole thing right so that then then i'm just like dang I still don't have my suit. Yeah, that it. I ordered it in March. I got it in October ish. So that was one thing. Then my car breaking down was another thing. And those my first summer living on the road in Seattle in Washington. I spent six a.m. to two p.m. washing dishes in the daytime, and six p.m. to like midnight or so being a busser at Lucky Strike. Um, for two months until I saved up a thousand dollars to buy my second van, which got me out of the first one and able to be mobile and on the road again. But I bought that for a thousand bucks. It wasn't the best by the time I ended up. Um, and this is all like leading up to why I wanted to quit van life and find a job where I could do this one I'm doing now, like in the traveling around. So like, I need to get in a good car. I need to save up money somehow. Da-da-da-da-da. So when I was like fed up with it, I'm like, I need to get a good job. And I got that job in Montana. That was 1,100 miles away from Seattle. So by that time, the car that I bought for $1,000, the whole dashboard didn't work. So I had like the speedometer didn't work. The temperature gauge didn't work. The fuel gauge didn't work. Um, I had no idea how fast I was going. So I drove 1,100 miles. It took me three days because I didn't want to like accidentally get stranded somewhere, um, setting like a timer to figure out when I need to get gas, only driving eight hours a day, continuously trying to check the water and, and fluid so I didn't like, you know, overheat my car. But I did it. And I, I think about it now, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have driven 1,100 miles in a car with all my stuff in it to go to this hotel room to start this whole new part of my life on a car where I had like, 
no idea if it would make it all the way over there, but it did. And that's like another thing that like that's that was just part of this whole lifestyle thing. Uh, and sometimes it's it's like, dang, can I just get a break? But um, when you do get a break, it's like it's really nice. <laughs> like you if you wanted to learn how to make cosplay, your first one obviously wouldn't be the best, but you know, if you do it for two years, three years, four years, and you and when you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm good at this, you know what I mean? But you wouldn't know that if you if you you know stopped after a couple of months or it got hard or just like photography if you started taking wanting to take photos and you quit because um you know it's it was difficult or you found nobody to shoot with or people kept canceling the same thing that happened to me and that's why i'm like i'm just going to take photos of myself and that's how that turned out you know what i mean so you just, I guess, I guess I would really say is like, you just never know if you keep going. And even if it doesn't go how you want it to go, you still learn all this stuff that you would never have known. All right. So you're, I like to call it like gaining XP. <laughs> you still gain all your XP. Even if, even if it doesn't work out, all the XP you have for, um, figuring something else out or the next thing you want to do then you'd be just like oh i know this i know this will work i know this won't work um like traveling around and stuff like oh now i could figure out which is subways east and west instead of just giving up and paying for taxis you know what i mean like it's all a learning curve and it's it can be fun but frustrating no matter how small of a step you take in one direction you're still taking that step you know um and I think that's more for myself sometimes too, when I, when I look at these things, because sometimes it can feel like there are some days where you feel like you've like king of the world and you've done so much stuff and you feel good and you feel accomplished. And there's some days where like you still take a step, but it doesn't feel as big and you might beat yourself up about it, which is something I try, I try not to do too. But at the same time, I'm trying to learn or trying to be more aware and learn that it's still a step forward. If you read, if you read a book or if you're trying to read a book and one day you read like 30 pages then the next day you're like, I don't feel like reading, but you make yourself read one page, you're still taking a step forward. So it's like having that mentality of no matter how big of a step or how many steps you still took that step. You can find more from Jonathan on his YouTube channel. Just search for Jonathan Bell, B-E-L-L-E. If you like daily motivation, you can find his podcast, Positive Vibe Tribe. If you'd like to contact Jonathan, you can do so on Twitter or Instagram, at Jonathan Bell. Links to all his work can be found on his website, jonathanbell.com, or a selection of links are available in the show notes. Geek is a super dummy production for fantastic universes. 
find out more at fantasticuniverses.com and superdummy.co.uk slash geek. You can contact the show on Twitter at Era of Geek or by email geek at superdummy.co.uk. You can support the show and Fantastic Universes by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasticuniverses.